Welcome to the Material Podcast. This is episode number 323. Please delete as appropriate. I'm your host, Florence Ion. <laughs> and I'm joined here by my co-host, Andy Anako. Thank you so much. I mean, the decision to change this into a Real Housewives podcast, <laughs> I mean, I was not on board to be to the beginning, but now that I found out that I could use my natural voice instead of like my tech guy, <sighs> you know, I'm such, oh, oh, I know so much about technology voice <laughs> and I can now talk about, okay, now then about the new launch party red carpet premiere for Lolu's new pantyhose okay, line. To be fair, Andy, a lot of tech events before COVID <laughs> kind of turned into those like housewifey, uh, you know, nudge, nudge, to, you know, get a drink with an olive in it. Here's some little corn fritters on a platter by some hired staff. All right. So it's there's a lot of parody between the two. Okay. I think that what you need to know is that this isn't they don't do that to uh, create like a sort of bougie sort of impression upon people. It's mostly because they know that a lot of these tech press people, including the YouTubers who are not making a, a million views a day, they need the protein like that. If they fill them with if they get a one good solid meal, it's not even about buying their good their, their good reviews. It's more like, OK, my carbs are up. My energy is up. I've got protein. Oh, God, I'm fresh to, and I have, I have an optimistic view towards the world. This will no doubt work positively towards whatever coverage I decide to write today. Excuse me. I took a drink of water. Oh, my goodness. I can't even begin to tell you how much I relied on that free food for sustenance back in the day. Yep. Hey, if you go, if you, you know, I, have, I haven't I haven't been to these live events in quite a while. In my closet, I've got like four nice casual business jackets that I, if they had food in them, then I would probably smell it by now. But I'm sure that they still have some of the Ziploc bags that I used to cake with me, so I could take home, you know, a couple pounds of shrimp. You know, I had another bag filled with ice for like the perishable stuff. Um, uh, yeah, listen, I always took granola bars, all right, because oh, either oh, no, get them at Costco yeah. or, you know, just take granola bars. Nope, nope, nope. This is that's that's like especially at this is smart. Anybody who does briefings and like in the little mini bar they set up, there's like a, a, a couple of uh, a couple of fit energy bars because, you know, that like at the re you're going to be like walking the show floor and walking this event for the rest of the day. You are probably not going to get any lunch or, and you probably skip breakfast. Oh, God, you're so giving me some PTSD, though. So I'm just, uh, uh, okay, let's let's talk about something a little more relaxing. So before we recorded this podcast, I have been trying, this is the second week that I've instituted a pre-material yoga session. <laughs> I'm trying to just do like the, the softer classes, things that just kind of, you know, because I was already sitting at this desk for like eight, nine hours earlier in the day. Then I went to go do all the family stuff. So I, you know, I need to like really stretch myself before I sit down here and and sort of plop in for my second round, right? <laughs> um it was it was restorative. It was great. Thank you for asking. Um I so I use the Galaxy Buds too when I'm doing yoga. And I started this with the first pair of Galaxy Buds that I had because, you know, they're wireless. They're just buds that stick in your ear. These ones are so small. I've been falling asleep with them all week <laughs> since I got them. This morning I woke up. I thought, you know, oh, maybe I had like swapped out finally my earbud for my earplug. 
because I, I don't, uh, I can't fall asleep with like, uh, being able to hear noise, whatever, you know, everybody has their things to try and fall asleep at night. And I woke up this morning and I still had my butt in my ear and <laughs> I didn't realize it was still in my ear. Cause I thought it was an earbud. Right. Until I went to like check my phone. I was looking at something. All of a sudden I got blasted in the ear by a video <laughs> that I accidentally had on at the background. I was like, oh, good morning. Um, but yeah, I've had these galaxy buds too. Samsung Galaxy can Buds too. It's their can, I, new... can I say as as an aside before you continue? Yes. That the, you're 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 putting me back into like my most jarring wake up call like of the last month because I fell asleep listening to like watching uh, watching YouTube my my, my watch later pl- uh, you know playlist on and that's the one thing that like I, I must I, I guess I don't have like uh, uh, it automatically goes on to the next video and mostly these are like movies and stuff like that so it was three and a half hours uh, i fell asleep and th- like three and a half hours later that's when it hits uh, a video that i forgot that i'd put onto the play uh, onto the watch later playlist a uh, piece of music by i believe it is the uh, dead kennedys uh entitled nazi nazi punks bleep off yeah. It is energetic rousing. It is gener- it's designed to get people in touch with their angry side and as a mm-hmm. result i was about four feet off the bed before, <laughs> with the muscle skull contracting at once. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> you, you have to be careful about falling asleep with audio, especially well, the thing things is, in your ears, I think. <laughs> but I don't fall asleep to audio because I always, I have a snooze button on my on Pocket Casts. Thank you, Russell, for Thank you, Russell. you and the team putting a snooze button in there because I love that thing. You could put like end of episode or you. Or you can also set it up by time. I have another app that does the same thing. I fall asleep sometimes to ambient music. If it's even ambient music, it's <laughs> melodic. Anyway, God, I just realized this whole conversation is about how we're old. <laughs> <laughs> and fall asleep at night. <laughs> and I got to get my like second wind for the podcast. So <laughs> I have to get my endorphins up. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, sorry, I, you know, this was... I'm so sorry. We're only we're less than ten minutes in, and I feel as though I've already knocked all of your chakras, at least five out of the seven chakras, completely out of whack. There, it's just every I've been listening to myself, probably listening to myself a little too much, maybe a little too much in my own head. But I've definitely been catching these little glimpses where I'm like, "This is just about me getting old and how I'm using tech to just <laughs> like." Can't, I can't fall asleep at night. The stress of every day keeps me up. So, of course, I got to listen to ambient music and podcasts. But I'm sorry, Galaxy like, Buds. Anyway, TLDR. <laughs> happy, I, happy I got them. Still need to send the old ones back so I can get my full $30 back. Um, but they were a great little purchase. I found some cute little cases for them on Amazon. And that's my very quick little review of them, which is that they're comfortable enough to do while wearing yoga. Um, I will say though, my ear canal keeps itching. Yep. I had this problem. I never have this issue with the Bose SoundSport headphones that I have because the way that they are, don't go fully into my ear the way that the tips are. And they're very much for people who are like exercising and don't want those things to fall out. These things, though, and same with the first-gen Galaxy Buds, they really itch when I put them in there. Mm. It's very frustrating. I've even tried cleaning them with alcohol and everything. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's on a person-by-person thing. That's why I always wear like the big earmuffs when I'm podcasting because I, I would love to have these in-ear things so that you know, I don't look like Radar O'Reilly 
if there's a video component to the podcast. But if this goes on for more than like 25 minutes, then every single, then like after the 28 to 30 minute mark on video, every like two and a half minutes, you'll see me just like pulling something out of my ear, sticking my little, little finger in there going giddy, 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 and grimacing yep. and then putting it back in again. This is one of the reasons why uh, when I bought a new pair of headphones, it was those uh, Sony nose canceling over the ear headphones that were, I got reconditioned for like half price uh, and not that I, after having lost, <laughs> after having lost like two different sets of in-ear totally wireless earbuds, the, my original AirPods and my series three of the wireless version of those mm-hmm. Sony ones. It's like, okay, I know there are some people who apparently are either a capable of keeping track of each one of these little things over an extended <laughs> period of more than a year and two months and, or can afford to simply buy a new pair every year. I am either, I am in neither of those categories face it, son. So I've committed myself to a life of buying when I need something super portable for, uh, for earbuds, I get these $25 oomphs. Uh, angle earbuds yes. that cost like 25 bucks. They have a wire that connects the two of them, which means that when you pop one up, it just simply dangles on your shoulder and it's just is anchored in by the other one. And if you lose them, you're out 25 bucks. That's fine. Sure. I only have you to can't do, do yoga. I, on I them. can only do that eight you. or nine <laughs> times before I'm ahead of the deal. Right. But you still can't do yoga on that. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> oh, the other, the other yoga people like are really, really not chill about that. They, they, they. Well, no, you. you'll get. You'll get caught up in the in the cord. That's a long cable. Really? Just between like one ear to the other? Are you talking about the ones that are wireless or the ones that are tethered like via headphone jack? No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, their earbuds, but they have a wire. They're Bluetooth earbuds, but oh. they have a wire that connect the two of them behind oh, your head. Yeah. I apologize. All right. Listen, um, we have to move on anyway. Andy, I want to just talk very quickly before we get to our first little break about your recent purchase. Because I saw finally your smart lock came in. Which I'm very curious about because I saw that you do have like a dial pad situation. So I'm very curious what your experience will be with that. But I also saw that you got the Nest doorbell, the battery powered one, which I just want you to know as a quick PSA, you can't do continuous video recording on it because apparently it'll burst into flames <laughs> when it's plugged in. Well, but I'm confused now because if it's wireless, am I not? am I supposed to not plug it in? Like, uh, sorry. Well, you can connect it to the power line, you know, the chime line, oh, right, right, whatever yeah, it's yeah. called. You can do that. But I, I wrote a little story today about Android police originally reported on it. Apparently, Google decided not to put continuous video recording on it because there the was some thermal right. challenges. Yeah, right. I just like learned about that. Anyway, so you got some new anyway, stuff. Yeah, no. So, so I got this. I think I talked about the smart lock a while ago. That actually came like in the mid July. Oh, but okay. I was uh, doing official bu- unboxing. The thing was, I was, I was going to. I decided that that putting in the smart lock was going to be like the dessert at the end of the meal, where when I finished mm. like That's cleaning out think? my entire house, that that you will think be going to be a dessert. Well, okay. I mean, cleaning okay. my house is also not going to be a wonderful. I also, meal, but I think it's. I think the kind of dessert it's going to feel like is a bag of prunes. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> anyway. I, I will be never will, had a good experience. I've never as a, as a teaser. I will say that I have not done yet. It, as as Flo said, it's just a it's still in the box. Uh, I took a picture of it today. Um, I, I the thing is, you have to remember that from the age of nine or ten through my thirties, I was uh, 
part of a father-son illegal home contracting team that went from relative's house <laughs> to relative's house to relative's house. By the time I was, I'm not joking, by the time I was 13, I, with minimal help from my father, had removed and replaced a toilet. That's a big oh, deal for thirteen child. years old. Yeah, this I was, is, that's, which is, ugh. but it was, it was great because it was great because, like, when I got to college and like got my first off-campus housing, like not, not like a, mm. uh, not uh, it was still like a, a campus property, but it was like an apartment building that was all like condos. It was like, oh, Andy, Andy, the uh, my toilet's flooding, and I was the only one who knew there's a shutoff valve right there. It looks like a valve. I was the one who said, well. You know, I I really just I really wish there were another electrical outlet right here. And where's the breaker? Where's the breaker box? Ah, there it is. Ka-chunk. And then I will, I will drill into the wall, put Junior in a new outlet. Child. I was again illegal contracting, but illegal, illegal contracting is part of the American experience, I think. So as a result, I feel as I have replaced door locks a number of times. I don't. I've never installed a smart lock onto a real door before. That's the this, thing. Okay. You, the hardware thing will be a, a cinch for you. I think the issue is going to be the Bluetooth. Okay. We'll find out. I'm see. This yeah. is the smart. So you, I did have a picture of uh, of the smart lock on Instagram. It is. I, I I didn't buy it based on looks, but I'm not disappointed uh, with the looks by by any. Go means. check it out. By the way, Andy's on Instagram at Anako. If you know his spell his last name, you know there how to go. find his profile. It is the Ultralock U-Bolt Pro. I also was attracted by it kind of sounded like Usain Bolt, the famous yeah, gold medal. I, so it's a <laughs> so it's a Wi-Fi smart deadbolt. So I was I was attracted by the idea that the Wi-Fi was built in. You didn't have to buy like a Wi-Fi module as an extra thing. Mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is going to be easier to deal with, I think, than uh, than Bluetooth will. Oh, okay. On that to that, but also realize that um, although I will test every feature of this as part of writing about it. I did, by the way, I didn't. This is not a loaner. This isn't a freebie. I just went out and bought it. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Whenever it is even remotely possible for me to buy something, I want to 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 write about. I'd much rather just buy it. Uh, but so, but the, for my particular uses for this particular door, I don't even care about the smart home stuff. All I want is the having an electronic door lock, so that right. if I want to give people access to that door and then revoke it as soon as they've done that thing that they needed access for. That's what I. That's what I want it for. With the added security of, in, ter- in terms of using the Wi-Fi and the smart features, I want to use the door sensor to know that. Oh, wow! I am in Boston all day today. My door was opened and then it closed again. That should not have happened. <laughs> and and well, let's see. Let's take a look at the log file. Okay, none of the people whom I gave like access codes to have used those access codes. So there's probably been a, an axe right through the this, door situation. And I also didn't give someone permission to throw an axe through my door. Um, the doorbell is the same sort of thing. That's it's, so uh, that's going to be like a one day project. Once I feel as though like th- I've. Uh, I'm nearly at the part of the house cleanup project where I'm the messes are getting smaller rather than getting larger as I go. Like, you know how that is when you're trying to do something really, really ambitious where it's like, no, 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 I need to get to the baseboards because these baseboards have not been cleaned in like two years. So you have to like move everything and just put it someplace in the other room. And now, wow, my house was kind of messy before, but I could at least walk from like the bedroom to the kitchen via the living room. I don't have to go outside into the hallway and then... So that's going to be that's going to be my sort of 
Okay. I, I will say, see, that that's weird. Let's get back to your reaction that I do feel as though it is dessert. I, I, I recant what I said about it not being dessert-like. I kind of, <laughs> it gets me this nostalgic mood when it comes into uh, like replacing replacing a door lock because this was every time one of my sisters moved or anytime one of my cousins moved or anytime there's a problem at my grandma's house that required i can't t- there are a number of times where i was replacing a door lock as part of whatever it is the two of us had to do to make that whatever it is habitable by my dad's standard that was that was the other issue it was like dad it's one crack tile and it's like not even in the middle of the floor it's like you have to, well, but I can see it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into that closet, <laughs> lift up one of the tiles from that closet. Oh, dad. But now now we're going to use, we have to use the heat gun and we're probably going to break a tile while get trying to get it out. Like, no, 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 no. Okay, fine. Oh, so yeah, that's so I I feel as though it's going to be fun. Uh the I'll I'll tell you one thing though. The one the one thing I'm absolutely dreading is so the, if you if you if you uh, were looking at the, the the product photo on the box of this uh, smart deadbolt, it mm-hmm. is as Flo indicated the number. It's a number numeric keypad, but it's arranged in like in a ring uh, around uh, around a a central like illuminated dot, and that's the fingerprint reader. Uh, the Nest doorbell, on the other hand, is like a kind of featureless like white like you know rounded yes. at both ends stick, and what the, what i'm realizing is that i feel as though people are, who come to the front door are going to see like a glowing green circle on the deadbolt and think that that's the doorknob that that's 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 that that's the doorbell and mm. they're going to be tapping that and wondering why i'm not answering and mm. i feel as though i'm going to need to uh, i th- i think the, the 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 button on the nest doorbell that's a that's illuminated as well isn't it no no. Not like super, it's, it only illuminates when people approach it and it's not super bright. Yeah. So it's a very I, thin white line around the button. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to have to have like, uh, you know, on eBay and place on it's Etsy, you can have like people mm-hmm. who have a, like a cricket vinyl cutter will cut like any mm-hmm. shape sticker. I think I'm going to have to design like a really explicit like doorbell icon and put it on that white nest doorbell. So people know that press this thing comma you idiots and then they're even going to and then what's going to happen is they're going to say oh they're they're, they're going to they're going to be pressing their th- pressing their thumb on the camera not on the, the little- okay andy people are not that come on so first of all listen i still have a dead doorbell bell that i never took out that i pr- installed the nest hello the original nest doorbell next to and i've never had an issue with somebody hitting the wrong doorbell even annoying solicitors can i can i ask even, though if yes, you, yes if someone had if someone had pushed the pushed the wrong button and not gotten a response from you how would you know about it because everything's recorded i have continuous okay. streaming on the nest hello because <laughs> i'm the only fool who would pay for all of that See. and actually allow the bandwidth to be taken over which by the way you be careful Actually, you're going to be fine with the the battery-powered uh, Nest doorbell because, you guys, the bandwidth that, that things eat, those things yeah. eat up is just re- – I'm in so much trouble with Comcast this month because my husband was, like, downloading – he, like, got into music making because he's a Gemini and he just, like, gets into things. <laughs> and so he got into making digital music and downloaded a bunch of, like, 80 gigabyte music packs just, like, one after the other after the other. And we really hit our cap this month. 
made worse by the fact that I am I have been testing all these security cameras <laughs> for work. And like sometimes yeah. you gotta test them on the high. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> resolution. Like, it's like so, sorry, sorry, Con Edison. I had to. T- I was testing eighteen different air conditioners for wire cutter. <laughs> Something had to give, and apparently, it was my breaker box. Um, but you see, but you really see. Uh, uh, this is this is this is where we are in terms of how we relate to like really big, powerful, hundreds of billions of dollars turning to trillions of dollars worth of uh, uh, companies. It's like now here's here's your options for uh, security door, smart doorbells. You can have the Google one where it might <laughs> overheat and burn your house down. Or you can have the Amazon, which will not burn your house down, but Amazon will have access to your doorbell. As well as the cops. Yeah. See, I, that, that's why I, I'm going with Nest doorbell plus fire extinguisher. I, I just feel safer. You'll be, you fire. guys will be fine, I, by the way. That, that was no, the reason exactly. they did include it. Anyway, yes. that's uh, anyway. All right. Well, Andy. Take notes. Let us know how it goes. I'd be very curious to hear your thoughts. As an aside, the new cameras, they're all pre- they're all lower resolution than the wired ones. So you're already fine from the default. Yeah, and really, I, 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 this is not a surveillance sort of situation. It's more of a I'm here like talking it's to you. It's an eye. Well, it's it, an yeah, eye it's, that you want to open here when you need you. it. I want instead of a, a doorbell ringing, I want to get a little notification on my screen where I right. see that okay, this is it seems to be a member of the fire department. Yes, this is worth telling Flo. Hi, hang on a sec. I got to pause for a moment while I go answer the right. door, as opposed right. to somebody who doesn't look like they're worth interrupting a podcast. For. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. By the way, the camera has now officially uh, labeled Mona as a face that's detected. So you can, ima- you can imagine I had a bit of an existential like. Hmm. Anywho, well, what, what are you going to do? Like keep, keep the baby in, in like in a kitty mask until like they're eighteen and can make their own decisions on this. I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Look, apparently all of that stuff is now stored on device, so I'm not. I guess I'm not as worried. But the thing is, her face is on. The other cameras, <laughs> so it's like, and you're testing a lot of sketchy cameras too. Like, and we decided no. to get a camera from Wish.com that cost eighteen dollars. <laughs> I have never bought anything from Wish.com. I will say, for a person who shopped a lot from AliExpress, I've never bought anything from Wish. Yes. Oh goodness! I think all I'd right. love to see well, a pie chart of all the all the all the people who use Wish.com. I want to see how many people are buying things either ironically or to do like a YouTube video on. We bought every chainsaw available on Wish.com. Let's see how crappy they all are. I am a sucker for Husqvarna. Every this isn't Husqvarna. This is <laughs> JK. JK. Uh, hey guys, before we head into our first little break of the pod, yes, our chat went a little long, but you know, it's because we missed you guys and we're having kind of like a little after dark situation. Yeah. So it tends to get a little chatty around here. So we also want to chat with you about the fundraiser that's happening right now here at Relay FM, the Relay FM network. In case you didn't know, it's September 1st when we're recording this, and September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. For the third consecutive year, Relay FM is supporting the life saving mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You can donate at slash relay. Get more information there. You'll even see. So if you go over to the link that I just said, St. Jude 
dot org slash relay, you will see what is next up on the Stephen and Mike shenanigans list. So every time they reach a certain goal made, more shenanigans will take place. I think next up, um, Stephen will be going up against the next cube. That should be happening the day this podcast publishes. Uh, I also know that Steve and Mike, Stephen and Mike are also placing stickers of each other on their <laughs> respective desks. Or is it stickers of themselves? I don't quite remember, but it's, it is quite, I've been following along with it on social media. So definitely go and check that out. You'll also see that our goal is to surpass 333 <laughs> I'm laughing because I always forget how to say the numbers. That's why. And so that's why I'm laughing. Uh, But please, if you're interested, again, stjude.org slash Relay. Don't forget, we're also doing a Relay FM podcast-thon. That's happening September 17th. Uh, Andy and I are both participating this year. That's going to happen from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard eh, Daylight? Eastern Daylight Time, U.S., (laughs) And that's on Twitch, twitch.tv slash FM. Okay, real quick, show tease. We're going to talk about the U.S. Department of Justice. Yes, Google is still in trouble there. We're also going to talk about Microsoft trying really hard to come after Google. Yeah, it's it's one of those stories. And finally, why is a crow beating a cow's butt in sports? I will tell you all about that toward the end of this podcast. So, quick break. And another thank you to our sponsors, Space Ghost from Coast to Coast, the nightly show you can't get enough of. Bye, Madden. Now, it seems we can't escape Google going into court. So right before we started recording, some new details came out about a about Google facing a U.S. antitrust suit by the end of the year. Andy, is this another antitrust suit? Or is this a this would be the in second, addition to this would be the second federal antitrust suit? Uh, oh Lord last, God! Last October, the Department of Justice filed uh, an antitrust suit about their search business. This one, uh, the New York Times has a couple of sources that says that they are definitely putting some final touches on a suit regarding the ad business. Oh, excuse me, on the it's on the on about the ad business. So. Not the same one, but so I, just, okay. I bet they're doing a search and replace on the Google Docs, replacing search business with ad business. And Right. It, it, and the thing is, you have to forgive me because I have a bit of whiplash from all of this. In between uh, trying to keep up with all of the lawsuits happening in the Real Housewives Bravo <laughs> world and then trying to keep up with all the law- lawsuits and the trouble that Google's in. I mean, honestly, you guys, I, I just am constantly going back and forth. I don't know who is can what. I, can, I, can I just say that I don't care that both... Heather and Jai Joe both stole their idea for that shaping underwear idea from Spanx. The fact that Jai Joe talked about the idea first in confidence means that for her to come out with a competing brand and counter-program Jai Joe's launch party, ooh, okay, yeah, fine. It was a purple carpet and not a red carpet. I That just ain't right. I I'm wish, on record. I said it and I, I said it wish, again. I wish that's why some of these awful people are <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm talking about I'm talking sorry. about the housewives. So anyway, back to back to Google. <laughs> I just what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, the Justice Department's antitrust suit will focus on the digital advertising business and how Google's used its power to protect its dominant position. As you know, that's kind of the same argument that's being made for a lot of coming at different angles for the different parts of Google's business. 
what we've got going on in the Epic versus Google and Apple situation. That's like the anti-competitiveness in the App Store with game developers. Um, We've got, let's see, Australia, right? (laughs) Also just came after Google for search results. Mm Mm-hmm. Anti-competitive search results. I'm trying again, trying yep. to keep track of all of it. Uh, France. Yeah, Google just filed uh, an appeal right. against the mm-hmm. close to billion dollar judgment God. for being mean to French news publishers. Right, right. Well, Andy, I kind of feel like that's that. We're just gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that is going to be the perennial story that we're going to be covering for the next two, three, four years, no matter what company we're talking about. Every single company that makes more than $83 a year off the internet is subject to scrutiny and re-scrutiny from regulators worldwide, both as individuals and as collectives, even in the United States. So we're talking about uh, the Department of Justice antitrust suit against Google last year. Uh, so not only with that dog pile onto that, but let's not forget that there is a coalition of individual states attorneys general who filed oh, yes, suit in Texas against Google on oh. the same issue. So like oh I boy, said, how too much- many to keep track of. <laughs> I wish I, I, I'm not joking here when I say that every time I look at there's a quarterly results call for any big company like this, I always want to look at the report figure. How much are you spending on legal defenses? How much are you spending on, on lobbying right now? Because my God, we used to, we used to judge a company's scale and importance by how much are you spending on research and development? Now it's how big and powerful are you? If you aren't spending more than $83 billion per quarter, defending yourself against international tribunals that want to prove that you're a tyrant that must be torn apart. It's really interesting you say that and you bring that up because I was talking to my husband earlier. He's like, what are you guys going to do on the podcast tonight? I'm like, yeah, we're probably going to talk about how Google's in trouble again, (laughs) getting another lawsuit. And he's like, why? He's like, why is that news? He's like, that's just what these companies do. He's like, Microsoft does it. Like Google does it. It's all just like part of, it's all part of having a a big business. And I'm just like, but it's, I don't know that we should, we've already talked about what's been normalized. We've already seen the wolf of wall street we've seen what happens to leonardo dicaprio when he does too much cocaine and that's like exactly what happens i mean he really should start dating people his age exactly yeah it's uh, it is easy to get tired of all this sort of news i'm it's still important i just uh, but i'm glad that it's uh it really does uh, mention it really does reflect a change in tides that we went from, well, let's completely not regulate anything. Let them do whatever the hell they want and see how that turns out. That was back in the 90s and actually turned out pretty well. You could see like the graph of how well that turned out, pitching up, 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 up until maybe 2013, 2014. And then like it starts crashing around time to the Cambridge Analytica scandal has been plummeting ever since. And now it is very appropriate for legislators, many of whom are like the, the, F, the head of the FTC is 32 years old. 
We're not talking about like crotchety old men who have to call their grandchildren to find out how to dial nine and get long distance on their on their dial phone in the kitchen. These are people who grew up not only with the internet but grew True. up with smartphones. They uh, they you cannot throw the you know what <laughs> the government just doesn't understand how technology works and they shouldn't be regulating it or else no they understand how technology works. They're younger than a lot of the commentators are uh, who are who are complaining about this. And it is definitely appropriate that at minimum, these companies are forced mm-hmm. to prepare 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 million dollar defenses explaining why they're not being abusive towards uh, the industry, towards competitors, towards users, and why they should not be forced to operate under a new set of rules. And do you know who else could use some younger people? The Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Speaking of Microsoft and big tech. So I wrote about this for Gizmodo, but it's been going around. Uh, Microsoft is actually ending support for native Android office apps on Chrome OS. Now, might not seem like, oh, my God, why is that a big deal? But allow us to explain. So you know how there are individual Android apps and then there are the browser apps. Well, the individual Android apps that you like to get from the Play Store to use, let's say Microsoft Office, um, what is in the Office Word, Word, (laughs) Excel, you know, let's say organization gives you access to those things or you have access to Office 365, which I do then you can't access those Android apps through your Chromebook. Instead, you have to go use a progressive web app, which I guess is supposed to be better. And I know that that's what the industry has sort of been moving to, but it's sort of, it it's just a little weird coming from Microsoft considering the company is going to be adapting Android apps in its next version of Windows, uh, by which, by the way, they're delaying. A lot of people are very curious and perking up their little ears as to why. Uh, So that was kind of like one reason that this sort of got people's attention. Uh, Microsoft support page states that the Android office apps are not currently supported on a Chromebook. So even if you have access now, it might just be like a little fluke. Um, Now, they're not killing office. As I said, that progressive web app is going to be what you're going to use. The biggest bummer for this, though, is that it eliminates, or at least for now, in it's like current implementation, because it's a progressive web app, it relies on an active internet connection to constantly be connected, which on Chrome OS, if you're using that, it's because you like the cloud prowess of Google's <laughs> cloud-based operating system. And I will be honest with you, one of the things I really like about Chrome OS and why I used it for years to go on briefings is because I didn't need internet to type up my notes. I know that they would get saved and cached mm-hmm. locally. And then when I got home and got on my Wi-Fi network, Zoom, they'd be back in the cloud. Um you don't have that with Word, Excel. I think OneNote is also part of that suite, which yeah. is the note-taking app. And I know I used that app for a long time, years ago. So I know that, that was a big deal. It's just kind of an interesting show of how there's some more siloing happening in yeah. between these platforms. And I do believe... That it's my professional opinion that this competition is heating up because of how much 
Chromebooks sold during the pandemic out of sheer necessity. And I think that kind of made Microsoft and its legion of hardware manufacturers that have been with them in this game for so long, not necessarily quiver in their boots, but start to really think about what they need to do to maintain their relevance. You know, and it's not to say that I don't know that Microsoft Office is ever going to like leave relevance because they somehow have managed to cement themselves throughout generations. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. It's like Clippy is an entity. <laughs> Clippy is like Jesus Christ in terms of just like entities that are known. Like, it is just. <laughs> well, it's, it's an interesting theology. Um, there's, it makes, it makes perfect sense for it and illustrates a couple of really a couple of successes and failures that one company has been having and the other has also been having that, um, it's no secret that Microsoft has been transitioning from, oh, here's a box full of discs that you can purchase, or here is a set of licenses. Mm, it's those are the days. It's all, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it really is all about turning everything into a service. And you can even get Microsoft Windows as something that you run through a web app. Uh, so that's no God. that's that's no secret. Also, the fact that they're going to continue to try to compete with Chromebooks, as you said, by trying to make cut down versions of Windows that can run on cut down versions of notebooks. And if you want to do that, one one way to do that is to have a kick butt progressive web app that will run through the Edge browser, which is also the Chrome browser. And and uh, handle it that way. So therefore, you can get a really cheap like Ryzen chip uh, or Qualcomm chip or the, that will let you do this on like a $200 laptop, assuming mm -hmm. that the people using these are going to be students and employees who have to take what they're given and don't have to have a choice in the matter. And but the but the failure part is uh, and is Android and Google and that, my God, there's they. It's 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 kind of mind-boggling how after all these years and all this competition with iPad, Android productivity apps and full-screen apps are just terrible. I mean, even going through, even when you try to use, you would think that Google Docs as an Android app would be great, and it is by no means an improvement on the web version. Probably, oh, it is so finicky yeah. to use. Yeah, I I do. I've been using uh, I've been using uh, Google Docs on Chromebooks for a couple of years now. Really, really like it. It's it, it's absolutely a better full screen experience than any Android app that I've used in full screen. It has enough enhancements to again, as you said, if I want to work offline and create documents, it will let me do that. And it's there's just no downside to it. And it's one it's it it delivers on one of the continuing bonuses of running Chrome OS, which is that there is no software that you're going to have to update. There's mm -hmm. uh, you, it will always be just, you'll get the fresh, freshest version of the app simply by clicking on the same link you always use. So why not use it this way? So it's, this is why it's always hysterically funny to me whenever I see, Oh wow. The new Samsung, uh, Samsung galaxy note. So it's $700 and it's competition for the iPad pro. It really, really isn't a competition for the iPad Pro. I'm telling you, I don't think that the, I don't think it's that a really the, different you know. product. It's a really different product. And by the way, Samsung has worked a lot with Microsoft to bring like a, a special kind of dynamic interface for. I know that the Office apps have that on the new foldables, which I guess is supposed to entice like enterprise and more business focused 
people, you know, to adopt that form factor for their day-to-day work. I just kind of want to like very quickly also bring up the fact that today I wrote about the Microsoft event that's happening on September 22nd that was announced this morning. And a lot of the rumors are pointing that we're going to get a Surface Duo 2. We don't, I don't think anybody knows if it runs Android or Windows. Um, I and th- if it's under that yes. name, the expectation would be it would be the surf the Android thing, uh, because also because I don't think they ever actually shipped their Windows Surface. I don't, and I think that was called a different thing too. But yeah, the entire event is a is being promoted as a Surface event, and there have been a lot of rumors that this is this is going to be their version of the. Okay, we meet at this time. We really mean it that this is exactly what we're making here with our two screen thing. But I, I don't think it's going to be an Android device. I think it's really? going to be a Windows 11 device because okay. Windows 11 is supposed to be all about touch, touch, touch me. <laughs> it's almost that season, guys. So, yeah. but that's, you know, see, that's the weird thing about Microsoft strategy. It's like it's written in Jello that and any change in heat and it just melts away and into yet, a puddle. And yet, Andy... Here I am, how many years into my life, still using this operating system? Well, that's different. <laughs> it's like uh, in, the, in, in the workspace, Windows is like nitrogen. It's like, yes, we could replace yeah. it, but it would cause so much disruption that we may as well deal with the fact that nitrogen bubbles in our oh, arteries man. when we dive deep. Yeah. I don't know what the disadvantages of nitrogen are, but no. that's what I'm getting at. But listen, we're the whole point that we're bringing this up is just, again, there's a lot of moving and shaking and competing and horns coming into contact with one another here because this is all business, baby. So, and it's very interesting to see how it's interesting to see that Chromebooks have caused some folks to shiver in their boots. I mean, (laughs) who would have thunk, who would have thunk it had that power, a little cloud operating system, please, please, please. Uh, All it does is run a web browser. There's not a real notebook. That's no moon. That's a fully armed and operational battle station. And it also moonlights as a Linux machine. machine. Yuck. <laughs> we both had the same idea yes. for that. <laughs> take another break. Bless everyone. We're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I don't know if you guys were aware, but actually uh, the Paralympics are on right now. Yay. Um, Google actually added, remember they did that little game as part of the Google yeah. Doodle when the Olympics were on. And I know that feels like ages ago, like but the, like the, the biggest, it doesn't even qualify as a doodle anymore. It is like, they no, shipped, a, they shipped a huge multi-platform. Game. It takes four hours to finish in which this cute little kitty cat goes to the, cha- goes to champion Island in which they're having their, their regular, like athletic games and there's mini games of, of different sports and little side quests and hidden levels and adventures and it ran throughout the uh, first edition of the olympics uh, and ended with of the four teams team red uh, got the most points that doesn't mean anything but that's how it happened so they okay. relaunched it for the paralympics uh, last friday with some other like new bonus levels and new side quests so I'm sorry, people People of us who really are enjoying this game are enjoying the fact that, ooh, 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 my kitty cat can find new scrolls, ooh. Okay, so they did add so-called <laughs> DLC, but what they didn't do is change the characters to kind of match, you know, yeah. it, 
in solidarity, the folks that are at the Paralympics, is it too much to ask to just like drop in some new sprites? Yeah, I thought I thought it was <laughs> odd. I'm I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna if I'm gonna fault them for it because I don't know. For one thing, these are like t- we're not talking about like uh, Street Fighter <laughs> type uh, uh, type graphics here. It really does emulate like pocket games of the 1990s. So there, yeah. but however, there are also like cut scenes and like larger, like interstitial scenes where you see these characters in greater detail. So yeah, I, I, I want, if I, if I had a briefing section with one of these, one of these folks, I would ask, gee, how come you don't, that the participants aren't Paralympians? Maybe if you, maybe mm-hmm. you, you didn't want to, you know, it, it was a, it might've been a larger undertaking than, it might appear, but that was a, that, that was at least a question that I'm curious about. There might there might be a good Google blog post to make about that. Listen, I'm sure that there's probably some like scientific reason for why they couldn't do that. Some annoying game dev situation, something that doesn't work when you export it in Unity. I don't know how they made this, but I do know that if you are planning on doing this and you talk so much about your accessibility features and how much you care about yeah. persons with disabilities and how much you care about representation. It really does need to extend to all of even the little fun things that you do. Um, and yeah. I know that it's just like a game. I get it. I you know, understand. Come, come to think of it as, as I think more about it, as they were developing this, they could have side by side simply said, we're going to have two sets of graphics. Uh, every time we create a graphic for one character, we're going to create a, a a version of this character for the Paralympics. If one of the games that we have selected for uh, uh, for the first Olympics series doesn't have an analog in the Paralympics, we will create a new Paralympics specific game for that. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it would have been a terribly complicated thing for them to pull off, given that this really did have the investment that a whole game studio would have put behind this. It I mean, really if they had DLC, which I keep calling it downloadable content it's- as a joke, but if they had like new stuff that you're coming into contact now, why not a new side quest that teaches you about the Paralympics and why it's important to have the Paralympics and why folks need representation? There's just a lot, I think, that True. was left on the cutting room floor that probably shouldn't have been on, on the plus side. This that. does a lot of people really aren't aware that, uh, the Paralympics is, is a thing. That's why I don't, I don't refer to it as the main Olympics and the Paralympics. There really are two Olympic games, one after the other. Uh, and the second one, same facilities, like same broadcast equipment, same, uh, coverage by the official Olympics channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it really is just as spectacular as uh, as the first Olympics that uh, that you saw in 2021 were. So maybe it is at least to create awareness of the second Olympic Games. It's still a positive thing. They could have just simply wrapped it at the end of uh, the first Olympics and been at that. So, oh, well. But listen, Andy's right. There is a lot of really cute stuff uh, to be gleaned here. So... Team Red is somehow still ahead, even now, in during, <laughs> during the second round. <laughs> and that, no, and not by a little either. Dope? Let's see, what they, was they it? They must be doping. Okay, I'll, I'll say, I'll be the first one to accuse those adorable, like, little crows as as being as doping. Listen, Corvids, they're, ju- listen, they're Corvids, if anybody were going, was going to be juicing, it would be a Corvid, I'm telling True. you, because they're that kind of, they're so smart, they're like, why, why should I? Just give me the steroids. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, they're ahead like 78 million points over Team Yellow, which is second place. And uh, Andy, you think that it has to do with the colors, but I'm... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to figure this out because honestly, this was, I got far deeper into this and there was, than I meant to. This was going to be a, like it was on my list of things that I thought would be cool to talk about. And I thought, well, let's save this to the end because it's a little lighter and we'll get to it. But then I, when I saw how far ahead Team Red is after the, uh, after the first Olympics and now in the second uh, Olympics, I'm like, why? It's not by a little bit. Most of the other teams are ahead by 10 million, something mm-hmm. like that. This is like, so is it, was it that people just like the color red? And then I thought about the uh, having played the game. I remember when I started playing, you can choose any of these four teams, and it's almost completely arbitrary which one you choose. It's not as though right. if you choose Team Red, Team Red is an aquatic race of uh, race of, of animals, and so they tend to do better at the water sports. No, it's just you know how do you react to these four mm-hmm. little graphics that scroll through with the h- higher resolution picture of your team coach slash mascot and a little sentence that they seem to be saying to invite you to the team and so i I was i was looking i was looking this up okay i have to do i'm gonna have to do an aside here so Mm -hmm. i was looking for the uh, a replay of these little title screens because of course i didn't remember them from the from when i played it and so looking for like a playthrough video on youtube there are a lot of really good playthrough videos if you're not interested in playing the game Mm. you can just watch it so i saw a video from a, a, a teenager i'm certain that could not have been more than 18 or 19 could have been 16 or definitely not far out of their teens if that old and so she, she was live streaming like her first play of this game and it is like the kind of like a, a take on the on like a uh, 1990s uh you know uh, pocket game so, or something you, you would get on uh uh, on the Game Boy Duo or mm-hmm. one of the early Game Boys, mm-hmm. it's very. It's, but her, she said, "Oh, I'm feeling such nostalgia," and I, as a Gen Xer, saying, "You're like 18 years old. You could not have nostalgia for anything because everything that was oh, popular Andy. when you were a child is still popular now. You could you can say, "Oh, remember that record, that band I used to like listen to." Yeah, they they have a crappy new band, new new album out like right now, and you can still see them perform live in their original configuration because they're all they hate each other because they've been long around so long, but they're too dependent upon each other to break up. And there's they can still pull off looking as young as they. What I'm saying is that it's I can I can have nostalgia for uh, again as let's let's bring it full circle. I have nostalgia for installing door locks because I used to do that <laughs> with my dad when I was a kid. Which okay. was like four decades Fair. ago. Okay, that's nostalgia, man. Not, not me thinking about. Hey, you know, remember, remember 2016 when I was really into The Office on DVD. <laughs> you know what? I did the same thing though when I was like a teenager, going into my 20s. I had major nostalgia for the 80s, even though I'm like born at the tail end of the 80s. It's no way that I would have like have really been a part of the eighties. Like I'm really <laughs> a nineties child being that I'm, you know, that millennial time. So yeah. I understand, but also Evan, I understand this person. Evan Dorkin <laughs> once said that uh, he, he wrote a really great series of comics, comics about uh, generation X, like back in the nineties when they're getting, when we were getting press and like time and Newsweek, which are magazines right. that used to be sold before they came after us right. for not owning houses. But so, and so the, so the, <laughs> and so the, 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 he described nostalgia, he described like all these like hippie kids 
uh, as you have, we have nostalgia for our parents' childhoods. And oftentimes nostalgia is just that nostalgia for an earlier time that you were not part of and probably never existed to begin with. But getting, but getting on with it. So, so I looked through, are you sure you don't want to go into this? Because (laughs) no, because you know that. (laughs) <laughs> you know that TikTok now is like really into Paris Hilton as a style icon without taking into consideration uh, like what was really happening in the 2000s with yeah. all of with everybody. Anyway, it's it. Yeah, you're right, Andy. <laughs> this, this is a digression. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our the last uh, the latest of our continuing uh, demo shows for upcoming pop culture podcasts. Please stay tuned to whatever you have to understand, is. folks. Andy and I are having one of those nights, and this is we're getting toward the end of the podcast here, so I'm completely allowing us to devolve into a puddle of nothingness. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we here. have fun sticking to the script, and sometimes we have fun just listen. This, this, Does this Google know when to serve me all my pop culture? News articles in my feed? Yes. Does it know that I'm also a tech journalist? Yes. <laughs> Do I get my fill of all the categories that I'm interested in on a daily basis because of the search engine that is in trouble for being anti-competitive? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We contain multitudes, do we not? That's what that's what makes us all so beautiful. Exactly. Damn it. By the way, it's 12.30 where Andy is. It's 9.30 where I am, yes. so... This is this is smooth jazz time of the radio dial. Sorry, it's not Andy. The... Please finish. I Sorry. just interrupted. Um, all, all I was getting at, so I was trying to figure out if something about like these introductory, like, hi, I am Karasu, the three-legged crow. Like, and uh, so crow, the crow is kind of a badass. He's a three-legged crow. He's got this sort of like gold necklace, necklace with gold teeth on it's it a little that Pokemon seems to be shooting wannabe. off flames. Mm-hmm. Um, and Karasu says again by reading the text, salutations, a salutations new for Team Red. Like, okay, I see confidence. I see. So he's a guru. A what? A guru? A guru. Oh, he he's is a guru. A, well, they're all, Maybe they're coaches. They're, they okay. probably Fair. they don't want to get things thrown at them because they probably don't want to mm-hmm. call themselves guru. But Team Blue now they're dead last. One hundred forty nine thousand. A million five hundred eighty-one thousand seven hundred sixty-seven hundred seventy-six points. Blue's mascot is Ushi the bull, and he does sound like kind of a jerk. He says, in all caps, "Hello," and then in lower caps, "Are you strong enough to join Team Blue?" I'm like, he sounds like kind Two of a psycho. Marks. Yeah. Two question marks. Yeah. I, I, he seems too intense. He seems like he doesn't realize that. He is the coach of not even a professional sports league. He looks like he sounds like he keeps saying that he would have been a professional football player had he not blown out his knee during tryouts for something. Oh boy! When he was lucky to even a get story. a tryout slot. Yeah, see, it's like you want you kids. You like the you, kids are. It's great when you get to be just old enough to recognize that in an adult, because that's when you start questioning. Like, well, they're an adult. But that's not that doesn't necessarily mean they got a full basket of eggs. You know, maybe <laughs> I should separate myself from this person. Every, and I I will say that Ushi the Bull, maybe that is why he's driving people away um, to round up the cast. Team Yellow is represented by Inari, a yellow mm-hmm. fox who is traditionally cast as the trickster. But even so, mm. this is what he tells you as he's inviting you to join. And it's creepy and sketchy as hell. I'm quoting here, psst, want to join Team Yellow? It'll be our little secret. Like, yeah, that 
that should have been stopped by a review panel. Poor Fox. It's mm. just it's being sly because its food sources have been mowed down by capitalism and greed. Mm, true. Also, people keep calling it, referring to them as like kitty dogs. And mm-hmm. that kind of denies its own uh, individuality and sense of identity, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not a combination cat dog. I am, in fact, a fox. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, there's Kappa Kappa, by the way, which is my kind of one of my faves because Kappa is a little turtle-like but also, so he's reptile, but also amphibious. Yeah, I, I only I only know about this about Kappa because I read the Usagi Yojimbo comics. I've read them since I was like in my eighties, which means that if there is a Japanese mythological creature, you have been introduced to this creature at some point. It's a turtle, like an imp, but it has like an indentation in its head that contains water, and if you spill the water out of its head, like it incapacitates them or something. But this one. This one, see, this is probably the best come on of all. All he, all Kappa says is Kappa, which I regard as really badass because it does. Or he doesn't know where he is. True. That out or maybe he's maybe he's <laughs> unsure of his own name and he's asking you. When Kappa? Yeah. It's not a question mark. It's I'm a true. period. Okay, it's like it's again. Maybe it's because I'm Gen X, but someone who like acts with total indifference, like. It really will not affect my life one way or another, whether you join my team or not. It's totally up to you. I could not care either way. That's my name. If you want to go get, want to go join us, just ask for Kappa. I'm, if we've got a slot for you, great. If we don't, it really won't matter. And that, again, maybe that's, that sort of fatalism is what kind of attracts me. Hmm. Um, by the way, you can check out the composer of the game's music who's put their tracks on YouTube. They go by the username Kumu Music. We think that's how it's pronounced. So it's spelled Q-U-M-U Music. Um, the composer has actually been making original music and video game remixes for a long time. And by the way, they don't have an official pronunciation guide, so... <laughs> But you don't need to pronounce their name right to go enjoy their music. So. Well, see, actually, actually, you are pronouncing it right. They uh, Kumu has a an actual fact on their webpage that says uh, on the response to this question. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that part in uh, the no, notes. No, I saying, do apologize. I, I haven't issued an official pronunciation guide, so at the moment, there's no right or wrong way. Just okay. say it in a way that feels right to you, which I think okay. is very, very kind. And this okay. is. I, yeah. my, my energy level going into the show is a lot different because, again, I, I was I spoke I said a moment ago that this I tend this to make just like a quick set of notes, but led me down a few different rabbit holes, including why is a 19 year old t- talking about nostalgia? What what are the approaches of prospective coaches and what would you pr- take and reject? And now Kumu's music, which is also on Spotify and Apple Music. So for the like hour and a half before the, uh, the show, I've just been all this really beautiful like game music. So I'm I'm going to recommend very much that you check out Kumu's uh, Spotify playlist because it will it will get it'll get you up. It'll get you up and keep you up. Maybe not the greatest well, thing at twelve thirty six in the morning, but here we are. I was going to say, you know what, speaking of, of, of up, it's actually time for Andy and I to go down for our rest. So <laughs> we want to, we want to thank everybody so much for Get tuning in this week. Down. Boogie, oogie, oogie. I know, Gonna I know. Boogie, oogie, oogie till we just can't boogie no more. 
I Sorry. love disco so much. It was my first like introduction to dancing music. As an aside, um, if hey Andy, are you doing radio this week? You want to tell anybody about where you're going to be? Actually, we are on hiatus this week. So, okay. Uh, which, uh, but you can still go to wgbhnews.org and stream last week's show or previous shows. Just uh, do a search for my name. They have a lot of my segments uh, about tech just sort of clipped out in and of themselves. Actually, it was fun last week. Uh, I did not arrange this, even though it sounds exactly like the sort of thing that I would arrange. Uh, but I wound up singing uh, King George's big song from Hamilton to the entire New England public radio audience. Did not get a oh. call from Lynn manuel Miranda for the job offer. That doesn't make it any less exciting for me. A little disappointing, but no less. I'm going to have to go check this out now. You might so have to check I'll this out. I'll be Googling. I'll be Googling. <laughs> um, thank you, Andy, as always, every week for putting together our show notes and for for being here every week with me. Um, <laughs> Talk about this thank stuff. Thank you for being here with me as well. And just digressing. Even when even when we're goofy, we're goofy and silly, it's still a fun show. <laughs> yes. Um as for me, you know where I am at. I'm at gizmodo.com. Go follow along with my coverage of all the things. I you know, I'm working on a lot of stuff and I don't really have anything like super specific right now that I can share, but you know where to find my work, florenceiron.com if you want to come join my Discord. Uh, there's a link there or you want to find my, my social media pages. Let's see what else. Also, let's not forget about our fundraiser, stjude.org slash relay. Go check that out. Thank you also to Jim, our editor, for making us sound good and cutting up the parts <laughs> where we don't. Uh, and I guess to everybody else, Andy, we should probably just say goodbye until next week and go go get our beauty sleep. Yes. Yes. We're going to go get beauty sleep. Good night, everybody. See ya.